<laughs> Don't freak out. <laughs> Just got to wait, wait upon the Lord. Amen. It's important that we wait upon the Lord. He's here. We just need a word. We need revelation in this time that we live in. Amen. And as we were worshiping, I, uh, I got a vision of a, a, a man in a suit. And, um, and then I saw all, this, all these security guards around him, surrounding him. I didn't know what it meant. And I said, Lord, what, what does that mean? And he said, that, that's his church, and that's my people. I've surrounded them, he said. I surround those who are obedient to me, he said. He said, I've surrounded them. He said, tell them that as they're aligning their lives, and as, as they've chosen to serve me, that they are VIPs to me. And what that means to me is, is you know, in these times that, that we live in, we're, we're very important to what God is doing in this time. To, I don't know about you, but, but that's powerful to me. And God wants to speak to us in visions and dreams and, and revelation. And, uh, you know, so I know that it's important that we stand at this time and that we tap into the greatest resource that there is. There's no other greater resource than God himself through his Holy Spirit. And we need to tap in. And I assure you that you are surrounded you know, and then I thought to myself, I, I live in Española, but I'm not from here anymore. You know, I, I'm not from here. My, the kingdom I'm from awaits me. And I can't worry or, or be concerned about the things that are, I can be concerned about the things going on around me, but I can't worry about it. And, uh, you know, as I look around, I see, you know, there's, there's, a few of us here, less than usual, and I'll tell you what, uh, the enemy would try and tap into insecurities in our lives and tell us that there's, people aren't coming to church anymore, and, and, uh, but I want to tell you the truth that God is, 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 is refining. He's honing down. He's sharpening. There's, there's something going on in the, in the supernatural, so I don't want anybody to, to freak out. I know that fear has gripped a nation and fear has gripped a church. And the spirit of fear is trying to prevent, you know, the move of God. And, uh, and I know, you know, not only uh, is God still moving, but there's a preparation taking place. So I, I, uh, I want to encourage you, and I don't want you to get to, to be scared or to freak out, but this is exactly where we need to be. So I want you to understand that I was at a, an event, I guess a rally or whatever. Yesterday I, I went, we went briefly to this rally in Santa Fe at the Roundhouse. And, uh, and it was, you know, uh, a move of, of Christians that are, you know, saying, you know, there's, we have the right to meet. We have the right to meet in the house of God. 
You know, we have the right to gather. We have the right to lift up the name of Jesus. We have the right to come together. And, and this is not, you know, saying anything negative or anything, but we know what our rights are. And, and as we understand the kingdom that we belong to, you know, we, 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 we got to do what we need to do uh, in boldness. We can't, um, you know, be trying to be so politically correct anymore because the reality is, is political correctness will get us nowhere because it hasn't so far. And I'm just saying when God says to stand, we need to stand. And, you know, it was very interesting to, to me and to us yesterday as we were exiting this place. We saw uh, three young people, four young people, and three young ladies, young girls, and, uh, and uh, a, a young guy with them. You know, we were walking out of, of this event after it took place. And as, as we were walking out, they were walking in. And, um, and my wife said, they're from, they're, they're from the Liberal Party, is what she said. And I didn't think anything of it because, you know, I don't see that sometimes. Um, but yet we saw them coming and, and, uh, and they had their masks on and, and they were a, a, color, a, a color. She must, God showed her. But as we were passing by, one of them put, opened up their mask like that and coughed on us. And, and it, it doesn't so much, things don't freak me out anymore at all, you know, because I know Satan and his tactics. And, uh, you know, uh, all we can do is, you know, don't, all I can say is don't freak out. Satan is going to try and come and freak you out. Don't freak out. God is, God is moving, you know. It was just something meant as a, as a distraction and, and as... As this young girl opened up her mask and, and coughed, well, her friend was right next to her, so she coughed right on her friend, but whatever that meant, it meant, you know, but uh, uh, all I know is that, is that God is in control, and, and I need to just stay focused on the Lord, and, and uh, so, you know, it's very important for me to, you know, to be giving relevant uh, messages in this time. Uh, go vote. You need to vote. We need to stand for for. Babies that can't stand for themselves, for we need to stand uh, uh, against laws. I, I gotta say this because it's uh, you know people can think whatever they think, but I'm I'm, I'm tired of political correctness. But uh, you know the Pope just endorsed uh, um, you know this uh, same-sex union, or I mean, he didn't say marriage, but I mean that's obviously just a step away from where we're at. So. I want you to know that if you stand for what's right in the Word of God, you're going to face resistance in the times to come. But don't forget that you are VIPs, very important people. You're, God has set you in place for such a time as this. I can say that. I don't care if I'm streaming. I don't care. I, I, it doesn't bother me one bit. i got to stand up for what's right. And I've already, I've, you know, it's not about my rights. I gave up my rights a long time ago when I, when I submitted to the Lordship of Christ. Now I stand for the kingdom of God. And I made up my mind to stand for the kingdom of God. Once I know, once I start standing for, for myself, then I become a carnal Christian. It's not so much of that. There's, there's a lot at stake. And, and uh, you know, we see the morality and, and, and the spirituality and the godly foundations of, of this country crumbling right now. 
But we've seen it all around the world, and it's don't be surprised, don't be alarmed, don't be afraid. Stand firm in what you believe in, and I'll tell you what, God will see us through because he's already has. So I encourage you, you know, I, I, uh, you gotta have, we got to have vision for the future. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I, uh, we were approached not too long ago about, um, about purchasing this, this strip of land right next to us. This building right here is just a strip of land that goes all the way up. So, you know, uh, the, the mindset would be this. Well, where are all the people? Where are all the tithers? Where are all the, you know? And, and, uh, but yet, you know, I mean, we still got to move on with life, and we got to move on with what God has called us to do. So we need to pray about that. Um, so I'm not, I'm not one to, to, to fear or to freak out. Uh, but I know that the enemy tries to step, uh, tap into insecurities in our, in our lives. So don't let him. Don't let him freak you out. Don't let him scare you. Yeah, God is doing a, a mighty move. He gave me some word today. I've been talking about, about uh, a, a spirit, the spirit of witchcraft, which we see that the enemy is moving. Uh, and he's trying to bring, witchcraft means control. So the enemy is trying to bring control into our nation and, and even into us by all the fear tactics, I know that everything that, that is spoken, even through, you know, whatever comes uh, uh, forth through the media, makes us even freak out about going to church or about doing what God has called us to do. But we're here, and we're not going anywhere. Amen. So, Father, we just lift up the mighty name of Jesus right now. The name above all names, because we know that no matter what, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess but we choose to confess today. We make the confession today. We confess the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Everybody in this room has a testimony about what you've done in our lives, Lord. So we thank you, God. I know that some of us have had reached the end of ourselves, Lord God, when you intervened and you stopped us in our tracks, Lord God. And we give thanks to that, Lord. And we give thank you, we thank you for stopping us in our tracks. So I pray, Lord God, we've reached the end of ourselves, Lord. And we're at a place, Lord God, where we know that we need you and we cannot make it without you, Lord. So we look to you, God, and we pray, Lord God, that you will deal with the areas in our lives, Lord God, that you would refine and renew us, Lord God, because we need to tap into a new faith. A faith that we have not tapped into yet as far as personally and corporately, Lord. Individually and corporately, God. And along with that faith comes a renewed obedience, Lord. So I pray, God, that you, Father, would refine us to a point, Lord God, that we would be surrendered and submitted to you, Lord God, in obedience that you, Father, would open up our spiritual eyes of understanding that we would see with clarity, God. Right now we pray against fear. We bind the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, and right now we rebuke and bind it, and we come against it, and we cancel it out of our lives, Lord. But we pray, Lord God, that, you, that our eyes would be open, that we would be able to see, Father, that really you have placed us, Lord God, in a place of authority, Lord. But I pray, Lord God, that we would understand what it means to be submitted to your authority, Lord. I know that you've opened all your promises to us, God. But I pray, Lord God, there's some that we cannot tap into unless we, Father, are obedient. So I pray for a renewed sense of obedience and guidance, God.
And I pray that your word will minister to every heart here today, that it would speak to each and every one of us, that we would turn our world upside down for the sake of the kingdom. And that salvation would come. And I pray, Lord God, that, that you would fill this house with your presence, but fill it with people, Lord. So I pray, Lord God, that against that spirit of complacency, we have no more excuses, Lord. This is our time, and this is your kingdom. So I pray against the spirit of pride right now in the name of Jesus, and we break the power of pride in Jesus' name. We love you and we exalt you, and I pray that I would just be an extension, Lord, of what you want to say this morning, that you would open up my mouth and that you would speak through me and that it would be a relevant message for the times that we live in, God. So I lift up your people to you, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would open up their spiritual ears, the inner ear, and deposit a seed, God. That we would leave here, Father, with greater understanding, with a greater determination, with greater vision, and a greater desire. So we thank you, and we exalt you, and we praise you, Lord. Have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen. We were waiting for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're at a place where, like I said, the enemy, Satan's trying to bring control. He wants to control us. And, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, there has to be a certain amount of control. I mean, self-control is one of the, the fruits of the Spirit. I mean... There's God, but when it's one thing to be controlled by God, but it's another thing to be controlled by the enemy. And the enemy wants to bring control over us so that we're, so that we uh, fall out of God's control. Uh, do you, does anybody not understand what I'm saying? The enemy is trying to do that through, uh, remember witchcraft, I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I, I just really feel about I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling and sensing that there is so much going on in the spiritual realm and God wants to keep the, the church or, 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 or I mean the devil wants to keep the church uh, uh, just focused on the natural instead of the supernatural. Because when we're focused on what's going on in the supernatural, I think Pastor Raul said something about that and, 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 and that, you know, that's, that's confirmation to what we need to talk about today. So we need to focus on God. We don't need to focus on what's going on in this world, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. We need to focus on the Lord. Because ultimately, he's the only one that can bring change. You know, whatever the outcome of the election is, I voted yesterday, but whatever that is, God's change will come. And it is coming. You know, early on, years ago, when a president, a very liberal president won, I, I asked... Uh, I asked the Lord, I didn't understand it because God's people were crying out. And I asked the Lord what he was, you know, why did you, do, you know, why? We want, because we want to be secure. We like security. But sometimes we have a misguided sense of what security is. So I asked him what was going on. And, and, and it took a while, but he, he, he spoke to me like this. He said, I will give the people what they want. Like I gave salt to Israel. So with that understanding, I know that no matter what happens, uh, you know, we're, st we're still going to stand for 
against abortion, uh, for pro-life. We're still going to stand against uh, same-sex marriage and same-sex union and, and so forth. Because the reality is this. I thought to myself, well, this, this spiritual leader must not care about people if he's endorsing something that takes people to hell. How do, does he care about their souls or not? So, I mean, my concern is not for to, to tell people they can't do this or can't do that, but my concern is, is that, uh, what the Bible talks about as far as what it says about not inheriting the kingdom of God. So my concern always is, okay, what is godly and what isn't? Because we know that in the last days, we've read it before, that there, you know, that, that there will be doctrine of demons, there will be a, a confusion, that there will be false, pro, false prophecy, all this other stuff. So we need to be grounded. Somebody say grounded in the things of God. I, uh, you know, I was praying because I said, okay, we need to break uh, Christian curses. You know, I, I, was, I was praying this morning. And, and, we, and we say, okay, well, there's no Christian curses. How could that be? But yet God said, God told, God told uh, um, uh, Israel in the book of Malachi, he said, because they refused to be obedient in an area that they were under a curse. So I know that it's not only that area that can bring a curse, but, you know, they were, they, they, you know, they were still the church, but they came under the curse through disobedience. So what, I, what I'm saying is sometimes we can say, oh, well, I'm a Christian and I have all these rights. But I'll tell you one thing, that it's going to take obedience in order to unlock. Huh? Because remember, we have a set of keys on us. It's going to take obedience to unlock truly the promises of God. Because all he said is, test me. Test me in this. So, you know, and that's really the only place that I've read that he says that, but... But I'll tell you, you know, for us, it's, it's obedient, you know, I mean, it's, it's important that we're obedient to the Word of God. Let me, um, I'm not rambling, I'm preparing, amen. <clears throat> so this is, in the, you don't have to turn here, it's in the book of Genesis uh, 128. It said, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number to uh, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over it. Um, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God, you know, there was a, God, God told Adam, he, he, he said, look, uh, I'm giving you dominion. So, so uh, I mean, God has given us, has entrusted us with, with, with uh, you know, dominion or authority in these times that we live in. But in order to walk in the fullness of that authority, we need to walk in the fullness of obedience. I understand this. I understand we all come from different backgrounds. I understand that before we became Christians, some of us were this, some of us were that, some of us were whatever. But it's not, you know, obedience has everything to do with, you know, breaking those mindsets that have held us captive, even in Christianity for some of us. Because there are those mindsets that even tell us, oh, well, God's grace covers this. Well, there's times that His grace doesn't cover it. It, it takes an act or an action from us of obedience in order for it to be covered. Does that surprise anybody? <laughs> so... <clears throat> So as I was, you know, as I was understanding even, even about, you know, what, what the Lord spoke to me on, you know, about 
that dominion. The reality is this. God has given his church dominion at this time. The church has received or God has given us as believers dominion. But there are certain areas that we can't have authority over unless we're submitted and surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. There's no way. Because it will contradict exactly what, what truth is. And we'll say that, it, that grace will cover it. But the reality is that it won't. It might cover us. But man, we won't have victory in certain areas. And we'll wonder why. And then when we don't have victory or something doesn't come to pass that we believe is truth or biblical or, or maybe belongs to us as a promise, then that gives a foothold to the enemy because he tries to bring doubt into our lives so that we're not able to overcome. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And tap into the resource that, that, God, that God wants to give us as far as who he is. He can't cover things or won't cover things, especially to those of us that have been around a while, that know better. He says it was better uh, uh, if we didn't know. Well, there's some that don't know a whole lot, you know, but there's some that know probably too much, enough to be dangerous, not to the enemy, but to ourselves. And, and, you know, we don't, we, what we don't want to do is get to a place where, where our, our Christianity becomes just superficial. Because there's a world out there that, that doesn't know who they are. So they're searching in all the wrong places for, uh, I, I've told you before, misdirected passion. Misguided passion. But for us, you know, sometimes that passion for the things of God just seems to diminish and die out. And it seems the longer that we go on, that sometimes it gets less and less and less prayer life, less, you know, the standards that we once raised up get less and less. I'm talking to the church, amen. <laughs> These aren't easy, this isn't easy, but this is what God told me to deliver today. Must have been for us and me. So, Though we have dominion and God has given his church dominion, you know, or, or authority, we, we, need to, we need to submit and surrender to the Lord so we can grab a hold of the fullness of truly what that means and surrender to God all the way. It, we can't be playing games anymore. Not that we ever could. <laughs> but more so than ever, we can't. I'm telling you, these messages are not very popular with Christianity, modern-day Christianity sometimes. But they're necessary because we don't want superficial Christianity. We want to we wanna dig deep. We want to get in depth. We want God to, to, to dig into uh, that place in us. Trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go. 
book of Galatians. I'll read a scripture. I've read it to you before. I'm just going to continue on the foundation. See, it's just so, so relevant and so important that, that, that at the place that we're at right now, you know, uh, historically, that, we, that the church needs to rise up like it never had, has before. I told you the other day that, that God holds the church accountable for, what, for the condition of their cities, for the condition of the nation. Did I tell you that before? God holds us accountable because we're the ones who raise up the standard. And, and uh, you know, some of us don't like, uh, uh, you know, responsibility. And we, and we want uh, the easy way out. We don't, want, we don't like responsibility. And, and I can't, I, I, you know, I was one of those. And, and, uh, but I can't, I can't deny the responsibility that God gives us. I can't deny the, the responsibility that God gives you as a, as a Christian. I mean, we're all Christians in here, right? Is there anybody here that needs to receive Christ today? We'll pray with you. But as we're all Christians, along with that, like I always talk about, there comes a responsibility. And, uh, and that's not very popular because all we want is a way into heaven many times. And that's, and that's, that's where we're at. So let's take a look at this, and then I'll read what God gave me, and that will take us through the rest of the time. I hope you're understanding or getting what God wants you, you know. I believe you're, you know, you're here by faith. I want you to accept and, and grab a hold of what, what God has given you. Let me tell you one thing. As you're grabbing a hold of it, or as God is even placing it in your ear, whether you're receiving it or not, there's, a, there's an accountability now for me and you. But there's an anointing if we say yes. The power of God working through us. So I'll read this to you again. And it's in the book of Galatians 3. And it, uh, 3.1 says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has cursed you? Who has put you under a spell? Who, who, uh, there was obviously some, some witchcraft involved here. Uh, so he says, you foolish Galatians. Very simple. Who has bewitched you? Remember I told you uh, the witchcraft that's in operation now. And I, I believe this is relevant because of also even the season that we're in. We, t we talk about, um, I mean, there's, we're in, in uh, Halloween season, a uh, 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 heathen uh, 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 I, I don't know you want to call it a holiday, but it's, it's a, a celebration that people you know, are celebrating nowadays. We've never dressed up in this church. Some of us have felt we may, that, you know, there's been times, different seasons when, oh, well, we, we're not dressing up. And there's a reason for it because we don't want the enemy to come in in any way. Remember I told you witchcraft defined uh, to seek and control other people by means of a spirit other than the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, the Spirit can be very subtle, remember? Uh, we're in a supernatural battle, remember? We're <clears throat> so when, through this control is what the enemy, how the enemy wants to control us, and I'm just going to remind you, when we go to another source for supernatural help, we make that source our God. So 
What we need is we need to tap into uh, to God's, to, to the source, the ultimate all-powerful source of God in order that he remains and is the God of the church and the God of the time that we live in, the God of our lives. Because he's still seated on the throne no matter what. So this is what, what the Lord gave me today. I'll read it now. I'm going to read. Okay. Witchcraft means the, the, the three, so, three areas that witchcraft uses mostly is this. To manipulate, to intimidate, and to dominate. Those are the areas of operation in witchcraft. We, we can take a look at it because we know that Satan is right now trying to manipulate and trying to bring control because truly um, through manipulation and intimidation and through domination, there's also control that tries to come forth. Control us in, in how? By fear. By, by making us afraid. By, you know, I... Uh, you know, as, 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 we were, as we had gone to this thing yesterday, I understand Satan wants to close the church because we're the only thing that's a threat to him. This world is not a threat to Satan's kingdom at all. What's a threat is the church. So he's going to try and dismantle the church. He's going to try and, and come into our lives and manipulate us into lowering the standards of God in our own lives. To bring fear and, and, and intimidation. To bring insecurity so that we can grab a hold of our mask. I'm, I, 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 you know. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I, I wear a mask out of obedience. But what I'm talking about is there's certain intimidations that come forth. And, and certain things that try and bring fear into our lives. And insecurities into our lives that are a direct <laughs> deposit of Satan. And, and I'll tell you what. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. We need to. We said it. He said it. I, I support exactly what was said there. But I just don't want to be controlled as, as a church that we can't meet anymore. We can't move out there anymore. God hasn't told me that. Go back out to the parking lot and have services. Like we can't right now. He told me, you know, and, and, and people, they can come or not, whatever. You know, I mean, I don't take it personal. That's between you and God. But I can't. And there's a fear of manipulation and control that's, that's trying to come forth, okay? So anytime you are exposed to any of these three areas, you are in contact with witchcraft. See, that's why the enemy wants to keep us from praying. Prayer brings security and stability. Time in the word brings truth and stability. That way whenever we come in, whenever the enemy tries to come in and bring deception, we have the word written on the tablets of our heart. So we make not only a confession, but a proclamation. This is who I am, and this is what the word of God says. And you cannot have that area in my life. You cannot have that area that makes me fear. 
You cannot have that area of control because I don't know if you've noticed, but I mean, that intimidation, all that comes in whenever we've given up an area in our life and Satan will always try and remind us of that area, even if it's sin or even if it's pain or whatever it is to try and bring control to us so we don't make any noise for Christ. He'll even bring in our past from 30 years ago. Somebody told me the other day something that happened 30 years ago, you know, and it freaked me out. I said, is that all you got on me? Devil? Something from 30 years back? And you're trying to control me right now with that? It was, a, it was like a, an eye-opener, you know? You're trying to control me now that I'm a child of God. 30, well, I didn't serve the Lord 30 years ago. But it doesn't have to be 30 years. It can be last week. It can be a... You know, the church, their, their, their greatest desire to repent is this. Not when, not when the seed of, of uh, uh, temptation has come in, but after the act has come forth, it's like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Just a little something. That's when we're really standing against it. It's time just to stand for Christ. And it doesn't even have to be a, 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 a sinful act. You know, the Bible says if it's not of faith, it's sin. So in other words, if we're, if, there's, if we're not taking steps or leaps or, you know, even if it's just baby steps of faith, then, then we're not moving towards God. So God doesn't see it as we're moving forward as far as our kingdom responsibility is concerned. It means that our faith has come to a stop. So it's not even acknowledged as faith anymore. It's acknowledged as a sinful act. Because we're not tapping into the resources that God has given us. Does that make sense to everybody? So our walk should be a constant, uh, a, a constant move uh, uh, forward. Hey, there's times we go st straight back. I understand the scripture. Be still and know that I am God. So there's times of being still. But even in being still, you got to be moving forward. That should make sense to a blood believer. So Satan works to, through these three areas. Witchcraft, so that we rebel against God, okay? Uh, uh, so the witchcraft is used uh, through the, the carnality, okay? It's used in the political arena. It's also, it, uh, it's also a way Satan enters into a church. These areas are always used to get what you want. So it would be works of the flesh for control. If you're working in control or manipulation or or anything like that. I remember, and I've I talk about mine in, in Sandy's previous life. Uh, I remember that I would say certain words that would bring control and manipulation so that I could do whatever I wanted to do in order to satisfy my fleshly and sinful desires. Or out there we see it uh, with uh, 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 addicts or we see it with people that are strung out. You can control somebody with something that big. A hit of dope. 
I'm not lying to you. You can, you can control somebody. So with that control and manipulation, but so we see that and theirs is obvious. But how is the enemy controlling us or stopping us from moving forward in the plans and purposes of God? Don't forget it's only that big. But yet, it's pretty obvious that the church isn't where it needs to be. I mean, that doesn't mean that we're not moving forward, but it's pretty obvious because of the fact that, man, look at the condition of the nation and of the city. So God is calling us to a new level, a, a refined level of Christianity. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop playing religion. It's time to move forward in the power and the anointing of God. It's time to tap into those resources. It's time to bind, to cast out, to raise the dead, to lay hands on the sick. It's time to move forward. And it doesn't take a whole lot. See, God hones things down. What does honing mean? So that means that you, uh, you know, like almost sharpening something, I think. Like make it, see, what's happening right now is uh, God needs to put a point <laughs> at the edge of the spiritual spear. <laughs> so by doing that, and I'm telling you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but what else do you got? You ain't got nothing else. This world ain't gonna stay. You ain't got nothing else. And neither do I. It's good stuff, amen. What do you say, amen? <laughs> so manipulation. These are these are always used to get what you want. Works of the flesh for control, okay? Satan wants to gain dominion over the human race, okay? That's, that's what he wants to do. Dominion over the legitimate church. Man was given dominion over the earth till the fall, okay? Dom or dominion over Satan. Now dominion has been restored through the cross and through the resurrection for the believer. Dominion can only be achieved by overcoming the flesh or the carnal nature, okay? So the rule that God has given us, man, we need, to, we need to own it. We need to do whatever it takes in order to walk in it. We need to establish it. Otherwise, the enemy has a way in. You see, it's been restored to us. It's been given to us. Watch, look. That's why all other religions other than Christianity, and I'm not calling Christianity a religion. That's why all other religions other than Christianity are carnal religions that are influenced by Satan. To draw people away from Jesus and the cross and the resurrection and the power in the name of Jesus. There's only one way in. So we see that if he's at work with every other, I mean, there's people that have faith, but not in the real, uh, in the one and only God. 
And it's all, it's all part of carnality or the, or the works of the flesh. So how do you think that the enemy wants to enter in to the full gospel church? Through works of the flesh. Somebody say we better stop there. Nobody said it. <laughs> I'll finish it. Just a few more sentences. The thing that stops the church from having total dominion is carnal Christianity. Which produces unbelief, disobedience, and lack of faith. The thing that stops the church from having total dominion is carnal Christianity, which produces unbelief, disobedience, and lack of faith. See, our, our services should be something that changes our perspective. We all have a perspective. We all have a mindset. We all have, we've even have, had a religion that has been, you know, really grafted into uh, what truth is as far as what the word says. It's been, it's been put together in our minds and it produces something in us that doesn't allow us to move forward in certain areas. Yes, okay. A failure to trust God in many areas of truth, okay? Not all areas of truth, but many areas of truth, okay? So this unbelief, okay, um, uh, it produces unbelief, disobedience, and lack of faith. A failure to trust in God in many areas of truth. Not all areas of truth, but many areas. So when we have this unbelief or disobedience or lack of faith is what it produces in us is areas of not trusting God. See, God, God, you know, the, the old saying, what is it? If he's, uh, uh, not, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So those areas of, of saying, okay, well, yeah, we say it, he's Lord of all, but then really, what is the evidence of that? This will cause us to focus more on the natural than the supernatural. Have you seen how many times we're focused on what's going on, what's not happening? We're not, we lose focus on God. That's why I say prayer is so important. Because church people are exactly that. They're people. <laughs> you know, remember I tell you, I always would say, people do people things. Uh, I mean, when I came into church, you know, I mean, I was, I was so messed up that I thought everybody was going to be perfect. And, and, and they weren't perfect. The only thing that I found out is it hurt more. Because when I was out there and people did things and, and you know, whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know it was, I, I had a hard heart anyway, so it didn't even bother me. But when I come into Christianity and my heart's tender and somebody hurts or, or whatever, hurts me, maybe not on purpose, it's, it still hurts. So people are still going to do what people always do. They're church people. 
But yet God gets a, a peculiar set of people, smashes them together. <laughs> and man, some of us are like that, you know, or like that and that and whatever, you know what I mean? And, but yet God is like this. No, that's somebody that's going to help you to grow. Remember when I, when, I, uh, when I first asked God, show me how to love because I didn't know how. I mean, I think a lot of the church doesn't know how to tell you the truth. But anyway, I said, Lord, show me how. So guess what he, guess what he does? He doesn't say, okay, mijito, let me take you to the scripture. Love is patient, love is kind. No, he didn't do that. He brought somebody into my life that was unlovable. And you know, so I, I prayed this prayer, and then all of a sudden, God's mashing this person into my life in order for me to learn how to love. And, and I wasn't getting it, you know. I was praying, Lord, get this guy out of here. He's getting in the way of, uh, of you showing me how to love. <laughs> no, I'm teaching you something, son. And the Lord's smashing And then I, you start to get the revelation, Amen. So we don't want to be focused on the natural because then focused on the natural. I remember an, an old pastor told me one time, oh, yeah, there used to be an uproar in the church. If we moved the, the keyboard or the, by, at, back then it was a piano. If we moved the piano from one side of, of, of the altar to another, there would get a, a bunch of letters or, a, or it would be like a fight in the church. And, and, we, and we think that's funny, but I'm telling you, the, the, the fights are still happening now in this church for different reasons, or in every church. What we need to do is focus on the cross. We're blood-bought. The, the VIPs surrounded by security and stability. The result of this is not tapping into the promises of God which produces unbelief and lack of trust. So we start to trust in what we see instead of having faith in the promise or who we don't see. Okay? Therefore, giving the enemy control over certain areas of our thinking. So I want to tell you this too. We need to dig into the word because there's been areas that have caused unbelief that come from flawed or bad doctrine that has been given. It's very important for me to be sharp in, in, in what God tells me to deliver because I don't want you walking out of here with bad doctrine. I want you walking out of here. Uh, it's okay if you're mad at me. <laughs> mad enough to, make, to, to allow the Lord to make a change inside of your life. These are not easy things to hear. I, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I admire you for listening. <laughs> well, God gives them to me, for me and you. And, it, and it's a blessing that you guys listen to. Uh, these are, thing is, what we cannot deny, we can't deny that it's, it's the truth, right? God must see something in us that he would present truth to us in order for us to succeed in what he's called us to do. Amen. I'll end it there, everybody. Come on, don't say amen. But what I want to do is I'll, uh, you know, if this, if you want to be 
not just uh, an ordinary status quo Christian. And you want to respond to this message in a way to, to the Lord of saying, you know what, Lord, make me pliable. Mold me, even at this stage in my life. If that's you, I want you to come up to this altar. If it's you, if not, I understand. But I'm up here. So if it's you, come up here because I know there's an anointing on this message. <laughs> I want to take my trust to a whole new level, Lord. 